It says we're live on YouTube right now, which means we're probably live on YouTube right now. Hey, everybody, welcome <laughs> to episode 82 of Divi Chat. Today, we're going to talk about our favorite desktop apps and when you're doing web development. I mean, it's going to, you may be able to develop a website with the, uh, the apps we're going to talk about today. We'll see. Uh, before we get started on this topic, let's go around and introduce everybody and or let them introduce themselves. And I'm going to start with ladies first. Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. Awesome. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, I'm Stephanie Hudson from Sweet Tea, and I am coming to you from sunny South uh, Southern California still today after word camp, Orange County. So um, I'm, you can find me on the socials at uh, enjoy sweet tea or enjoy sweet tea.com. Awesome. So glad you're here. I like sweet and, uh, tea. Yeah. Sweet tea is <laughs> awesome. Everybody loves Great sweet tea. For a company. Uh, let's go ahead and let our long pal who's been missing say hi. Welcome back. Josh Hall. David, panel, hello. It is so good to be back. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> yes, it is good to be back in the mix, everyone. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, my daughter was born in early April, and we were in the NICU for two months with her. So it was quite a journey for me and my family. But she is home now, thank goodness, and we're just working on feeding with her, and she's progressing slowly. So I am now back in the mix. So, again, I'm Josh Hall. You can find me at joshhall.co for all my Divi tutorials and WordPress stuff. Fantastic. So glad to have you back, Josh. Hey, Jerry. Hey, good to have you back, Josh. Really uh, welcome back. And uh, we've been praying for you guys. So glad to hear that she's home and healthy. And uh, that's good stuff. So, Thanks so much, uh, yeah, I'm Jerry. You can find me online at montereypremier.com or ferventsolutions.com or perhaps at uh, local WordCamps if you're in the Southern California area. Fantastic. <laughs> glad you're here, Jerry. Hey, Terry. Hey everybody, this is Terry Hale coming to you from Dallas, Texas, uh, recovering from WordCamp, which was an awesome experience in Orange County. I have a website, but it's still under construction. I don't even know why I'm <laughs> it anymore, but uh, uh, just look on the internet for Mysagorn and you'll find me. I'd like to awesome. do development work. That's, that's my thing. I can't design my way out of a wet paper bag. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. My name is David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space, co-host of WP the Podcast with Mr. Tim Streifler, who's under the weather. We hope you get better, Tim. Uh, quite a few people have been sick lately. It's kind of, I don't know if there's a second flu or something going around, but all the people who are under the weather, we hope you get well. Uh, today, we're going to talk about desktop apps and what our favorite ones are. I definitely have a couple on my list that I like to use on a daily basis while running our WordPress business. And, um, you know, I, I feel like maybe what we can do is we can go around and kind of each give an app that we really like. Hopefully it doesn't, if it crosses over and you better jump in first so nobody else steals your thing. <laughs> uh, I will I will stay back because I've got about 50 apps that I use, and uh, I'll act like one of them's my favorite if one of you other guys chew <laughs> my favorite. So, um, yeah, somebody want to get us started off with an, a desktop app that they use on a daily basis, really like? 
Out of the gate. Chrome. Chrome. Oh, man. Stephanie says Chrome. Why Chrome, Stephanie? Out of the gate. Well, you got to have all the browsers, but it's my favorite. We all love it. We all test in it. We all have the webmaster tools in it and all those things. And we run, really, I was thinking about when I was doing all these apps, it's like there's so, there's a lot of applications, but really most of what I'm doing is in a browser tab. So that's my main, that's my number one go-to so much gets done in Chrome for me. Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Inspect elements. Definitely. If you're building websites, mm -hmm. you're probably using the inspect element and Chrome definitely is at, on the, on the top of a lot of web developers lists. So, um, yeah, Chrome. Anybody else want to go next? I'll jump I'll in. Say, oh, go, ahead, oh go for it, Josh. No, no, Josh, you, you your voice has long been absent. So please, <laughs> go for it. Well, since Stephanie brought up Chrome, I'm going to say something that's kind of in addition to Chrome that I've been using a lot recently, and that's called Loom, which is a little video extension. It's a free deal, and it is awesome because I've used that. So now I've, I'm growing my web design business, and I've got some folks I'm working with in different countries, and it's a great way to give feedback on things. So internally, you can use it to, instead of having to set up a Skype call if you're in a different time zone, you could just do a quick Loom video and it just records your browser and then get feedback that way. And you can also use it with clients. So um, I'm notorious for doing video walkthroughs and previews of websites with clients. And I've been using Loom to do that. I just record you know, my, my thoughts on a website preview. And then I send it over to them and they can check it out on Loom and you can even categorize all your videos to whether it's internal or client videos and things like that. So Loom has been a new one that I'm using almost on a daily basis now. Yeah, I, cool. I want to just speak up for Loom as well. I use Loom a lot and um, I, I use the folder system with them now. Their new folder system is really great because I can make a client folder and then when I finish the website, I make all of the tutorial videos. So like, how do you add a blog post and how do you whatever? And I do all personalized videos for all the clients. And then you just give them access to the folder. So then if along the way they say, oh, I don't know how to do this thing, you just make them a new video and say it's in your Loom folder. And they can just go to their Loom folder and it's got all of their training videos that are personalized just for them, which is great. So out of all the video, um, there's, I mean, there's a ton, right? Like there's so many different video things out there to be able to like loom just is amazing and you get a notification every time they look at one of your videos which is really useful as well that's so you awesome. know if they've actually watched your your training or not which that's pretty handy because sometimes i make yeah. training people don't watch it and then they yeah. ask me questions and i can say like without being mean i can kind of tone my email to say you know, just wondering if you've checked out the video that knowing that they haven't, like I can kind of say it in a way that nudges, Hey, you haven't watched my video. Like I made it for you. Go watch it. It's just very handy. That is really handy. Um, and then when I've been doing that with clients, it's kind of nerve wracking because you see that they're watching your preview and sometimes that is just a relief to know that they're actually acting on what you've spent time on. It's also instantaneous too with, so ScreenFlow, I, I'll let somebody else go here, but ScreenFlow is the desktop video recorder I use for tutorials. And that's great for tutorials and great for pro professional videos. But for something like a website preview or walkthrough or something that's gonna be deleted, Loom, you just record it and then the link is ready. You don't have to upload it and wait for it to buffer and everything like that, so. And you can have like your little photo, your picture down in the corner, or you can have a live video of yourself down in the corner. And right. every time I've sent a Loom, like without fail, I get an email back saying, 
oh, that loom was so good. So like, it's one of those things that makes you look really good to your clients. And is it free? I'm looking at the website yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, it's free. I don't reckon it'll be free forever. It has to, I, I've been yeah. waiting. Like I've been using it for well over a year and I've been waiting for them to like start to be charging and they're just not. So I would get in now and get grandfathered at some point because at some point they are going to start charging a bucket load for it. Yeah, we use Loom. I, I, I don't use Loom. I say we use Loom because <laughs> I get all those notifications every time somebody watches one of our Loom videos. I do know that Corey and yeah. Pablo do it for support. Uh, it's a great product. 100% agree. Uh, Loom is, you know, two thumbs up from us, not only on the client side, but if you're you're doing support for products and stuff, it's fantastic. Um, Who's next? Jerry, you were going to talk the same time Josh was. Yeah, I'll jump in. Uh, what is happening? Yeah, my favorite train. app is the Choo Choo Train. That's why you hear that sound. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Stephanie, if a train comes next time, you may want to. I think it might be you. Does anybody else? No, that was me. Sorry. Oh, that was. That was <laughs> I was reading about Loom and I was, I'm so used to it. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Jerry, I, I may mute you if you next time. So don't. Get feelings hurt. I love you very much. So just letting. <laughs> yeah. Go, All right. So, uh, so my favorite. Uh, it's so hard to pick a favorite, but I would say Desktop Server by ServerPress, and uh, that is a application that allows you to run local uh, installs of WordPress on your device. So it's Mac and PC, um, and uh, you can do you know as many installations as you need to, uh, you can duplicate. So you can get your website set up and easily, you know, duplicate that and uh, have multiple copies. And it gives you uh, just a lot of freedom to be able to access the file system. Sometimes, especially, you know, if you're kind of newer to website development and, you know, you get those questions a lot of times in the groups about like, how do I, I've got this site built now, how do I migrate it? And things like that. And, you know, just kind of showing, I don't really know how all this works. You know, I got it put together, but I don't really know, uh, you know, how it all the pieces work together and, and how to move around, you know, these things and stuff. And so uh, setting it up on your local machine gives you the ability to just play around, try things, break things, back up, duplicate, you know, move back and forth. And uh, for me, the main reason why I like it is just that immediate access to the file system without having to deal with, um, FTP and, you know, going through the, the, you know, that kind of thing. And so, uh, being able to easily make copies, jump into the code, um, that kind of thing really, uh, speeds up development for me and, and help me learn a lot. And that's the main thing for me. That's why I have it first on my list because in learning all of this, you know, when I started working in WordPress, I was the same way. I was like, I don't know how this works. I couldn't figure it out. Um, but you know, this was one of the tools that helped me to really kind of get into the back end and understand the way it all works together. Does that work with like if you were collaborating with someone, Jerry, could they log into that site too? Or is it only like a per device, like a per? It's, uh... it's per device primarily um, because it, it lives on your local machine. There are ways yeah. to kind of um, make it accessible, but it really doesn't, um, it's kind of hacky. You know, you kind of have to like jump through hoops and stuff. And at that point, uh, you really should have, you know, a, a web host that you're using, you know, for for multiple people to access it. Yeah, that's been my only beef with those local development servers is that kind of thing to where if I'm collaborating with somebody, it's almost impossible to, to work with them. I have a solution for you. This segues nicely into not my favorite app, but 
it goes really well with what you guys are talking about, especially with web development. It's local by flywheel. Uh, the only reason I know this is because our good friend SJ James and I did a webinar a few weeks ago. If you want to learn all about it and see a, an example with it, go watch that uh, webinar on Divi, Divi Space's Facebook page or YouTube. Phenomenal, free, 100% free, local by flywheel. Set up dev sites, spin them up really quick. You can have them local. Clients can use it, view it. Seems very, very similar to desktop server i don't know the difference between the two but it's slower that's the difference it, yeah uh, <laughs> well i'm trying to solve hey but the interface the interface for local by flywheel is slicker it's it's more modern if you look at you know desktop server it's going to be kind of more traditional style old school app kind of environment so uh it is more appealing you know for for the fresh you know look of it well, and, and I don't, I've never used desktop server. I know we have it. I don't, uh, but that's just kind of not my thing. Uh, yeah. I know that just watching what the, he did with local by flywheel, even if you're not a developer and stuff, it was, it seemed very intuitive, you know, mm. click here, do this. So it, it, it seemed like a really, really great tool and stuff, but it is browser based as well. I think, go ahead. I think everybody who does WordPress development, should at some point like learn how to have a local installation just just for the experience of it just to kind of get it's not that complex and it is daunting at first but but once you kind of get that and you you get a little bit of experience with it it really does help you to kind of understand and feel a little bit more comfortable like hey if i make this change i'm not going to destroy everything you know kind of remove that that fear from like experimenting and trying things and uh, gives you the ability so that uh, you can, you know, get in there and, and learn how everything works. Awesome. All right. I like having a local development environment too. And I want to try a local by flywheel, but I've always been more of a ZAMP person, but it gives you the same sort of thing. I mean, you, you have no FTP delays or anything like that. You have local storage of everything you've ever worked on. And as a coder, I don't, spend very much time in fact rarely do i spend any time at all sharing uh what i have with the client as far as development purposes go mm -hmm. um, but i mean like pablo was just saying dev subdomains that's what i'll use if i'm actually like building a web page that i need to show somebody but as far as coding and speed and all that it's uh a local servers definitely the way to go for me anyway well, you two guys, Sarah and Terry, who wants to go next? Oh, um, okay. I have like a million. That's my problem. <laughs> yeah, okay. let's start with, go for it. Okay, I'm going to start with my email application. So <laughs> for email, because I spend a lot of time in email, I use a program called Newton. Um, and it used to be called something else, but I can't remember what it was called. Anyway, Newton, um, it's not the cheapest out there. It definitely, you know, you're going to spend a little bit of money on it, but oh my gosh, like it is just amazing. It looks beautiful. It's really minimal, but the thing that I love about it is it gives you red receipts. It tells you when they last looked at your email, which I find super useful. Um, it's got automatic uh, filtering for your newsletters so it's a bit like gmail in terms of like it'll automatically put it into a folder called like uh called... Social 
um, called low priority. And so like, I just even like the way they call it, like the fact that they're saying this is not really that important at the moment. And so it goes into social, it goes into newsletters. There's another one you can do if you want to. Um, you can snooze mail. So if something comes in and you think, I don't want to deal with it today, but I need to do it in two days, you can snooze it for like a certain amount of time and it'll come back up as like a brand new email. And so then, but you can find it in your snooze folders. You can send an email delayed. So I did some work last night, but I don't want my client to know I did it last night. So I snooze it to go at 9.05 this morning. And so then my client thinks I just started the day with their stuff. Um, nice. <laughs> it like, it just, it color codes really beautifully. For anyone who's into design, you'll just think it's like lovely. It's got great swipe features on your phone. It's really great on my iPad. I love, my iPad's my favorite place to like sort through all my emails. Gives you this cool little pretty picture at the end of the day if you get to inbox zero. Anyway, I love Newton. I think <laughs> I, I personally feel like it is well worth the money for my business because I have tried just about every email application that's out there. Oh, and it also has signatures that are in the cloud. And so whether you're on your phone or your desktop or whatever, it will use your signature and you can do an HTML signature as well. And so it just, there are so many beautiful things about it that I just, I think it kills it over every other email application out there. Personally. I was hoping to hear a good email app on this podcast and uh so I'm, I'm excited about this one yeah, yeah. 40 bu 50 yeah. bucks a year is the price yeah. okay there you yeah go. i yeah. uh as sarah That's was talking I just, and they have I a kept... sale they often have a sale at whatever that sale time is so black people... friday yeah <laughs> i uh I, I as sarah was talking i kept thinking it's the bee's knees i don't know why but uh, <laughs> it is the bee's knees. seriously <laughs> bees knees. oh man well as a coder, I'd have to say my favorite, if I had to pick one, I've got a lot of favorite things, but uh, I probably use Dreamweaver more than anything else, which is strange because you think of Dreamweaver as a design tool, but it's got an integrated FTP client. It's got code checks for every uh, PHP, JavaScript, CSS. It's it's a really good linter. Uh I can set up a uh, uh, remote location, a local location, and a testing location for the same site. So I have three different ways to connect to a site. Uh, and it comes with my monthly Adobe membership. So that's also why I, I use it. <laughs> I think you can get all that same, Brackets does not come with an FTP, but you can get an extension for it that'll do that. Or you can use brackets in like FileZilla or whatever, but I just like Dreamweaver because it has it all in one place. It's got great library management, syncing between local and remote and testing and all that kind of stuff. So that's, if I had to pick one, I'd, I'd probably say Dreamweaver, yeah. Have you checked out Coda 2? Mm -mm. For people who don't have a Adobe license, Coda 2 might be slightly comparable i don't know if it's got that local staging thing that you've got that sounds really cool um but coda 2 has both the ftp and the like the code part of it in it so you don't have to have like two different applications to do the one thing uh it, right. it does cost i think it was a hundred dollars but it's a one-time cost rather than needing to be on an adobe subscription so that might be an option for people who don't have adobe did you um, say code er Two no, Coda, code? as in C-O-D-A. Okay, thank you. Snake or something? 
Am I making that up? I feel like it's a snake. So anyway, since- it's a leaf. It's a little leaf picture, but it's similar. I mean, that sounds amazing what you're saying, Terry. Since Terry brought up Adobe, I'd love to throw one out that I think is one of, or perhaps the most over or underrated Adobe products out there. And that is Adobe Bridge. Have you guys ever used Adobe Bridge? Yeah, yeah. every day. Okay. All <laughs> right. Well, okay. I thought I was, thought I was more unique. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Adobe Sorry, Bridge. <laughs> it, 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 well, I just, so for me, I use it for not photo editing, but photo organizing. So this happens on a, a lot of my projects and they will send me like a hundred images to use. Or, you know, if some of them have multiple galleries, sometimes it can be multiple, you know, hundreds of images. And with Bridge, you can go through and you can really quickly organize them. You can save them in bulk. You can save them down to be web optimized. Instead of going into Photoshop or a photo editing program and saving one at a time, you can use Bridge to organize everything. You could go through, so say a client sends you a hundred images and you want to use 25 for the site, you could go through and star them like the good images. So you could give three stars to all the good images and you could give five stars to all the images that you end up wanting to use for the site. And then you could just save those and you can save them for web. And it's been a huge time saver for me in development because I used to use Photoshop and drag images in there one by one, or I know there's some bulk editing options, but Bridge is just awesome for that. So that's a big Adobe one for me that I feel is pretty overlooked. And I think we'll go ahead and just say that Adobe Creative Cloud. Is there anybody on the panel who doesn't have Adobe Creative Cloud? Okay. Adobe Creative <laughs> Cloud, 6 and 0. Oh. Yeah. We won't dive deep into each one of the Adobe products because I feel like as I'm, I'm looking at the time and I'm looking at the apps and I'm thinking, there's no way we're going to cover a thousand apps in the next 35 wow, minutes. But there's still uh, so many more, David. There yeah. are there are a lot of them, and that's why I kind of I'm, I'm rethinking. Man, maybe we don't dive into each. Give a yeah. small synopsis overview, and let p- people know right. about as many as we can in our time. So okay, we will get succinct. Round yeah, two, we're Round ready two. to go. Let's do it. Stephanie, go start for us. What's your Give us two apps that you use daily. Two apps that I use daily. Uh, Two completely different ones are Google Drive, which we've gotten the file stream going. We can share files. We don't. Between Google Drive and I'm going to drop the big one too, Slack. We love Slack. It saves so much hassle. So between using Google Drive, which you can link to Slack as well, those two things have streamlined so many things for my team. Yeah, if you don't know what Slack is, Slack is an email killer. Sorry, Sarah, Sarah Newton. It's an email killer for anything. <laughs> <laughs> client, client base, yeah, absolutely something like Newton. Google Drive, obviously, is storage. Dropbox is another one that's very popular and famous. We use both um, OneDrive. Any of the cloud services like that are really, really well. Who's next? So for working, for having a remote team, though, just Drive to have the file stream, I mean, yeah. For anybody setting it up, I just set it up for some clients of mine that do, they're, they're just a real estate team, but they were emailing all of their contracts, all their things everywhere. And I'm just like, just put file, you know, so I helped them do it. They, and I gave them Slack too. And they're like, this changed our life. Cause you just say it's in the drive. You don't have to send files. You don't have duplicates. I mean, for, for you guys, it's not revolutionary, but maybe for some of the people listening, it's, yeah. it's such a time saver and you eliminate so many 
heavy emails and duplications and all of that stuff. Yeah, well, that's a good point, Stephanie, because particularly for industries that are, you know, maybe behind the times, we're a bunch of savvy people who talk about new tools all the time and we get excited about it. Right. But there are lawyers who are using the same tools they used in 2001, you know? Right. I mean, there's a there's a <laughs> ton of people who could really use a lot of systems like that. And then when they find them, like, well, I've had, I've had people say that about Basecamp and Dropbox and things like that that I yeah. use. Oh, this is so much easier than just emailing one photo at a time. I'm like, I know. Isn't that awesome? (laughs) I'll go next. And I'm just going to say one instead of two. And I'm sorry, Sarah. I'm going to go with set app. I will admit that. Sarah turned me on to this. And I'm going to tell you, this has, this is a, uh, this is a, a desktop app that you install that has all of the top Mac desktop apps built in a monthly subscription service only nine dollars a month but it's got everything inside of this thing it's it's so badass and powerful uh so did you say one or did you say like a hundred just now well there's a hundred <laughs> instant i want to go through them all but it has compression and extraction it's got uh focused it's got clean my mac it's got um declutter which is amazing that might be my favorite one because you know how as you're you're taking screenshots your desktop gets all discombobulated every day if you're anything like me you're you're cleaning your desktop up weekly manually dragging things into folders declutter you hit that button and it intuitively knows puts photos into the photos folder puts videos into a videos folder puts wow Categorize it like automatically them. every 30 minutes. It just sucks them it into does. the folders. Yeah. And it's like you max clean all the time. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> awesome. So just check out set app. It's it's full of apps that are phenomenal. It's got time apps in there, which are huge. It, it's got block apps, focusing app, be focus, which you know stops your email, your social, and all of that stuff. So it's got a lot of those things that you'll hear. Who's next? Well, I'll go I'll next go. because I'll do I'll one. That, sorry, I'll do one that's in setup, but I want to particularly yeah. focus on it. Um, so, by getting setup, you don't have to pay for any of these apps, right? So, one of the ones that I used to be paying for was called Timely App to do my mm-hmm. um, timing, which I really loved, and it's beautiful. It's very expensive though, um, and I had heard someone talking about the app called Timing. Um, which is just timing. There's other ones called timings and, you know, all sorts of other things, but this one's called timing. It's not very pretty. It, and for me, that was a really big stumbling block for this one. Um, but it came with setup and I thought that I would give it a go. And it is amazing. Like I have a hundred percent converted over from, uh, from timely app. And the reason that I love it is because it automatically tracks everything you do on your Mac. And at the end of the day, I just go and double check that it got it correct. You kind of teach it maybe in your first week, you teach it what things mean what, but it will, you can technically tell it like what was, you know, high productivity versus low productivity, but I just use it to track like how much time am I spending on each different client? When I build a site, like, did I really spend a certain amount of time when I was aiming for 50 hours? Where did I land it? it automatically does most of it for you and once you've taught it it gets 90% of it right and at the end of the day you just double check that it didn't get some of your normal browsing and make that personal and you just make that work amazing app like totally totally amazing app and the other one that I'm going to say is really off left field which is called squash 
Um, yeah. and, and JPEG mini is, they, they kind of go hand in hand cause they do slightly different things, but they're compression things and they're super fast. You just open it and drag your photos into it and it will like compress them and have them web ready really quickly. You can make it so it says like maximum 2000 pixels or maximum 800 pixels mm-hmm. and it will just squish them right down, take all the junk out of them. The squash and JPEG mini. Sorry. That's the, not Korean. Uh, if you don't have Mac, you can get something similar to that, similar to that that's uh, does almost the same kind of stuff. And it's called Riot uh, Radical Image Optimization Tool. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, there's a whole ton of them. Just go check out SetApp because uh, there's probably 10 apps in there if you're in the web development game that will help transform your life instantly. You're, you may even be using some of them already. Who wants to go next? So I'll throw in another nod at uh, SetApp because uh, I recently uh, started moving over. I've had it for a while, but I recently actually started trying out the different apps and uh, (laughs) moving moving away a bunch. So I also was on Timely and uh, starting to move over to Timing instead uh, because for the one subscription for SetApp, I, I can save like, you know, probably $50 a month from all the other services that I'm using that do similar things, but are bundled in set apps. So, uh, yeah. so that's definitely a good one. Um, but another app I'll, I'll throw out there unrelated and uh, completely separate is BB edit. This is my code editor, uh, of choice. And so I use that, um, pretty much daily all day long, you know, every day, all the time. So, uh, it, like Terry was sharing has an FTP client built in. It has, uh, you know, all kinds of different features and stuff. I, I prefer it um, over brackets. It's a lot faster for me. Um, but then also I love being able to open a folder and have the whole like file system uh, there in the field so that I can uh, easily jump between, you know, the, the functions file, the plugins I'm editing or the style sheet or whatever. Um, so BB edit along with desktop server is what I spend the most of my time in. Uh, and then one other app I'll share is Flycut uh, for a Mac. This is a uh, an app that records your whatever you copy to your clipboard and keeps a history of it. So I have you know the past like forty five things that I've copied to my clipboard accessible at all times, and uh, it's saved me quite a bit because not only can you just like go quickly grab that snippet again, but what I I use it as a backup many times. So when I'm editing a like a style sheet. Uh, I just select on copy and I have a, uh, I have a copy of it and I just make changes. I copy. And so I have like a history just right there immediately Mm -hmm. and I can easily just paste it back Mm -hmm. in uh, whenever I need it. So um, I found that one. Yeah. With with BB edit, is that a code program or a text editor and an FTT program together pretty much? Is it kind of like a two in one? Um, well, so it has FTP, so you can edit, you know, stuff. I wouldn't say it like, it's not like an FTP client where you're going to like be downloading files or uploading files, but it's, okay. it's FTP for accessing the files that are there on the server. Yeah. Cause on my end, I, I feel like what I use is so dated. I've been using the same two programs for years and that is TextMate as my code editor and then transmit mm-hmm. as my FTP. So mm-hmm. I log into FTP to get to the files and then open them up. And well, sometimes I go through WordPress now since WordPress shows you the numbers on CSS if they're small yeah. dates, but, uh, but generally I do that, but I feel like I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like it's just so dated. I'm sure there are better tools and the things I've used, I just haven't liked that much. So I just revert back to what I'm comfortable with, but I might mm. give, might give that a whirl. I mean, I feel like there, I'm sure somebody, you know, probably get SJ on this. I'm sure he uses like the top of the line program or something. 
He's a sublime. The BB Edit, the BB Edit website, their registered trademark is it doesn't, it doesn't suck. suck. <laughs> <laughs> I like it already. Which makes me want to use it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Who's that's next? Cool. I'm All right, I'm going. I'm so going. I only gave one tool a second ago. Set up. Oh, I'm going to do my second favorite. We're on it right now. Zoom. Mm. <laughs> I use this thing immensely. I don't know how many hours a day I spend on Zoom calls with people around the world, developers and our team and stuff, but Zoom's phenomenal. It'll allow you to, if you, you know, have certain add-ons like we have, webinars, it'll let you go live to Facebook, YouTube, different platforms. It'll let you record. We're recording this right now as we speak. Um, you can have public channels, private channels, and the algorithms, compression algorithms, don't seem to, uh, you know, have anything to do with the person's internet connectivity. Because, for example, Slack has built-in calls. We used to use Slack, uh, Skype, tried all kinds of different things with our more remote members of our team. Like Pablo has very, very slow internet down in Santa Cruz, Bolivia. Ever since we got Zoom, I talked to Pablo like we're talking now on this. And I know it has something to do with the platform. So I'm, I was going to say, even on Diddy Chat, I feel like it's yeah. got a lot better. With Skype, we were having all kinds of yeah. lagging issues, yeah. especially yeah. Those, folks, those folks down under. My goodness. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who's next? Stephanie. Uh, I'll, throw another, I'll throw another one out there. Yeah, I got uh, a, a boring one. It's not like a very fun tool to use, but it's just there in the background. I use Backblaze which does my backups. I use it with Time Machine, which again, this isn't one that you really like see, but technically I'm using it every minute of every day because it's keeping everything backed up, especially you got client files, you have all this other stuff. You lose things, man, you are. Is it Backblaze? Mm-hmm. There's, okay. there's so many different backup apps, but this one works right. for me. It's only like five bucks a month and it backs up my, my Mac just remotely, you know, just automatically in the background. And, so, and that's the one and I, I went with. How does it like? I use Time Machine, so I'm curious of why there would well, need. Well, Time Machine, Time Machine saves just to a hard drive or to your local machine. You know, like it saves in a partition or to an external gotcha. hard drive. And Backblaze is in the cloud, so I oh. wanted that redundancy. Gotcha. Okay. Perfect. Come on, Terry. I know you got some great tools down there. Throw them at us. Hit us. Hit us. Uh, I was trying to figure out what. Uh, else to say um <laughs> cheat like uh, me and just look at your desktop if, if you like yeah that's what i'm doing right now uh online communities i have a lot of people in discord um but yeah uh, if you want let's say you're really having the ser server management and things like that you're going to want a tool that you can use to tunnel into your server via ssh and I use Putty for that. P-U-D-D-Y? P-U-T-T-Y. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I believe Macs already have like a, a command line interface yeah. for that type of thing. Yeah, but on Windows, you can use Putty. And what, again, you really need to be in the server management to even think about using something like that. But it gives you a command line interface. And you can run your WordPress CLI stuff on it. Uh, it's very secure because the key that's on your local machine has to exactly match the key that's on the server. Plus, you have to know the password. So, uh, 
again, it's not really exciting unless you're into the kind of things that I do and probably like Jerry. Um, but that's what I use to uh, tunnel into a server. Awesome. That's a great, great, great tip, Jerry. Anybody do anything for fun? Keep them going. I like Amazon Music. I think that has good, or or Spotify. Those ones are. I'm an good iTunes girl. I'm a Spotify guy. Yeah. You know, I Amazon. like Pandora, but that's I'm a Napster guy. <laughs> now I will say this: I haven't looked at Amazon, but it comes with Amazon Prime. Yeah, and I have it's a great. Prime it's got like radio, like yeah. Yeah. If you really, for Mac users, if you really want to have some fun, you could get numbers and you can keep track of your spreadsheets and numbers. So it's a Hot good app. time. Party. Yeah. yeah. All right. I got another one. Um, Codebox. This is not for fun. This is for work. Codebox. Codebox, I think is Mac only um, from discussions prior, but it's where I keep all of my um, snippets. So it's a code snippet editor. There's a bunch of them out there. I really like Codebox. You can kind of have them all categorized and then you can search. So if I'm looking for something, I can just kind of search and I try and title it so it's easy, but you can search even within the code and then it'll just pop up. Um, I don't think it was very expensive. It was in the Mac store, but I think it was like five bucks or something. But I love it. I use it all the time. Very, very, very handy. Um, I'm going to fire out a couple of real quick ones that are super like straightforward. Amphetamine. Amphetamine is something that you can just make your Mac stay awake for a certain amount of time. Like if you're uploading something, cause mine shuts off after five minutes or whatever. Um, and the other quick fire one is called good task. Good task is mm. great because I use reminders on my phone all the time. I say, Hey Siri, remind me at 3 PM to like do something. And I use good task because it's not ugly like reminders so Goodcast <laughs> uses reminders but you can do it as if it's like a really nice looking to-do list oh. application and I just like it because it looks pretty and you can use it on your phone as well but I use Siri all the time to set reminders for me like if I'm out about and I want to remember when I get home to do something and so I use good task to Sarah, I'm gonna just come steal your computer I'm like, I am a shocker for looking for new apps. I just love new apps. Love I'm it. like, I just am addicted. And if it doesn't look pretty, it has to be I know, it's freaking amazing. I how they look too. I know, right? I, I, I just love that I'm a dude version of Sarah because I, I need them to look pretty too. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to admit that on live YouTube. I mean, it says a lot for timing, right? Yeah. Like the fact that I use timing says it is like the most amazing application in the whole world because it is ugly. It but sure yeah, is. everything else I use is very pretty. <laughs> I haven't seen timing. There's one called Rescue Time that I've used a bit. It's just an app that sort of floats in the background. I think it might be similar. It's yeah. A free, lot of though, the level I use. And it, it tracks how much time you spent on each website and how much yeah, time nice. in each application and all that stuff. Is that what that one does too? Yeah, it's really yeah. similar. It just has a lot of really clever stuff built in where it'll like, it gives you four different panels. So it'll say you're on this website, but then it'll give you keywords. So if you're using particular words in like a, a, a Word document, it will understand that that probably fits in a particular category. So it's almost oh, like it learns awesome. from you of like which files you're in within your computer, which website, and then... You can, it kind of, when you drag oh, wow. one of them across to something, it will drag all of those things across. And then you can say, and every time I do this, it always gets categorized. Or you can say just this time categorize it this way. So ah, it's like it learns. Hey, 
I think I think I've decided we're going to have to go make this about a five hour episode. I know, I know. I, I've done my floating here. I just opened up YouTube, and this is the most engaged our audience <laughs> ever, <laughs> and they have been sharing awesome ideas, and I want to share a couple Aww. of them because I okay. think they're great. They want I have an answer to one of them. Any of us use any IFTTT or Zapier users, if you're not familiar, conditional logic, mm -hmm. if this, then that. Um, also, at one person, John says his best productivity app is Netflix. Not sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, they asked about password managers. We use LastPass. Do you yeah, guys LastPass. Use I LastPass. stopped using LastPass unless they've changed it where it'll handle subdomains, just subdomain distinctions. Oh yeah, last month is shocking with um a thing with WP Engine. It's terrible with WP Engine. I yeah, yeah. You, it, you can add subdomains with LastPass. Yeah, I've it never gets, heard of having any issues. I've always used subdomains. That's uh, what I, I you can add the subdomains, but it always pops up with like a lot of options. So like if you're a WP Engine user, every time you open anything that's WP Engine, it will open every single option for WP Engine. So it's right. just, it kind of like downside Google. there. If you've got 50 yeah. emails, it has yeah. 50. That's the only downside, but you can get around that by starring things. So you can make it a priority oh, okay. and it will pop. What's that, Stephanie? Actually I did a support chat with LastPass probably a year ago. You can set up like an exclusion for like Google or something like that if you do. Well, Google doesn't count because it's not that subdomain. But with subdomains, you can go in and set that up so that it you it won't show all of them. You can set up exclusions and stuff. I forget what the word is for it, but anyway, it is possible to do. Okay. Well, it's been over a year since I looked at it. So maybe yeah. yeah, let's let me see what else. Uh bada bada bing. <laughs> all right. I, I'm just enjoying the live chat and stuff. Uh, I did want to bring up one that we use daily. Uh all the time, and Josh kind of alluded to it with his numbers. Um, we use all of Google Docs. Google Docs are fantastic, yep. phenomenal. Yep. We use the Docs and the spreadsheet side, our entire editorial calendar for our blog content on Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space. It's all in Google Docs in a spreadsheet. Uh, all of our planning for um, you know future child themes and stuff and brainstorming, we use the document side of things. So we allow multiple people to access it at one time and they can, we can live edit it and stuff. It's pretty awesome. So Google docs. Right. So we're going to run out of time. So I feel like I got to get mine in. All right. So here's another yeah, one. Yeah, source, sure. <laughs> source tree is one that I use a lot and uh, that is used for like uh, Git repositories like GitHub and also Bitbucket, um, but it's a graphical version <laughs> of it. So if you don't like the command line, but you want to like wow. be able to start using, um, yeah. So it, it allows you. You basically you get to kind of browse the files like like a normal file system in your in your Windows or PC what or was sorry, that called? Mac. Yeah. It's called Source Tree, and I it's at SourceTreeApp.com. I looked up Swish Bucket. <laughs> Hey, Swish Bucket. Because <laughs> I said Bit Bucket. Butt, go check out Butt Bucket. <laughs> so, Jerry, this looks like, man, this looks like just perfect for what I'm looking for. Is this a good way to save and store CSS snippets and things like that? No, I, I would probably look at Codebox, the one that uh, okay. I think Sarah mentioned it earlier. This is for like, uh, for Git repositories. So, if you're looking at doing like version control, it's more oh, for. Okay. Um, like 
code type stuff. If you're, if you're dealing with PHP and stuff, working with plugins, developing stuff like that. Um, but I hate the command line, even though I grew up in it and I loved DOS when I was young and everything, but I don't know, I can't get back into it. So I, I use source tree to manage my, uh, my Git repositories and stuff. Um, okay. Another app is called spectacle, uh, for the Mac. And it's a simple utility that allows you to just throw windows wherever you need to. So if you have multiple monitors, like I do, uh, you just do a key combination to throw a window to the other screen uh, or to throw it to the top, throw it to the bottom and move it around. And uh, just a real easy way to kind of, um, you know, get stuff laid out instead of dragging it, you know, where it needs to be. So that's good. Snagit is what I use for uh, capturing the screen and also doing like video recording uh, of the screenshots and stuff. And then someone mentioned IFTTT. Um, what I use on my Mac is not directly like that, but it's similar. It's called Hazel. Uh, and you can find it at noodlesoft.com, but it is incredible for all kinds of like file system and stuff automation for your Mac. So like if you, you could set it up to look at a folder. And so every time you do put an image in that folder, it'll automatically resize it to whatever dimensions you set, or it'll rename it to this and then move it to this folder or upload it to your FTP server. Or, you know, you could just do all kinds of uh, automation. It's like, kind of crazy and you can get lost trying to build is automations it, for hours in it is it like noodle like a spaghetti noodle noodle soft yeah yes just i'm typing nice as everybody's saying so I mean. i'm i'm trying to hook leslie up so we don't have to re-go back through this yeah. i'm trying to get them all in a dock you're so. awesome david yeah i have all oh, my links david, so we'll, we'll, we'll share those so maybe we'll we'll be yeah able. we'll compare I, I know i've missed a couple <laughs> so keep yours going terry <laughs> right on all right what has anybody used for uh, responsive testing or browser emulating? I have Viewport. I don't know. I don't really love it. Have I only use Viewport to like take screenshots. I just use Chrome, to be honest. I just use I just Chrome. Use Chrome. Same here. Just inspect element. Yep. I yeah, use okay. iMac, MacBook Pro, iPad, <laughs> iPad Air. <laughs> <laughs> Apple Watch. Live devices, Apple Watch. You have inspected your Apple Watch. Dave. I'll tell you what, I'm going to sidetrack here. This really impressed me last night. Dude had an Apple Watch on. I'm flying back from Orange County, WordCamp Orange County, and we're going in the airport. And dude checked in with his Apple Watch, went over, scanned it, and went through. And I thought, Nice. O-M-G. <laughs> and as you pull out your papers that were all printed. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> it, I'm like, oh my God. So. <laughs> How about a VPN? You yeah. a VPN? Give us a good uh, one. Cloudways all the way. I have private internet access, but I started having trouble. It wouldn't like pull. I couldn't log into my bank if I had my VPN enabled. I'm like, well, then what's the mm. point? Like, I had to disable my VPN to log into my bank. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm using PIA too. For a while, the only problem I had was with uh, John's John's favorite uh, productivity app, Netflix. But they, uh, <laughs> they fixed that, so I haven't had any. The only thing I've noticed with PIA is that my uh, my downstream speed will drop from a little over 200 to like 70 something. So, oh, what's it called? What, significant what private internet access. Private PIA, internet okay. access. PIA, yeah. It's okay. super cheap, and it's, it's they're it one is, of the only ones that absolutely do not store your information, and therefore right. they cannot share it. So, if you are like super privacy concerned, that's still probably the one to go with. 
in case you get in trouble with the FBI or anything. So going back to uh, set app again, inside set app, there is a couple of VPN options, but one oh, of the cool. utilities in there is um, called Shimo, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah. And uh, it allows you to automatically, so it sets triggers. So if you connect to a certain network, it automatically activates the VPN. So it kind of, oh, you know, when you're, nice. when you're in public places and stuff, it makes it really easy to just switch over and not have to worry about that. Brilliant. What was the name of that, Jerry? Uh, it's Shimo, S-H-I-M-O, I think. I'm going with Shimo, man. Shimo? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a Shimo. I think it's Shimu. <laughs> Shimu. There yeah. you go. Hey, David, anybody use I was just going to... I was just going to ask if these were final thoughts because I got one more and I wasn't sure if we were on final thoughts. Oh, no. Well, maybe He's we'll get you in our final thoughts. holding thought. it back. <laughs> <laughs> let's, we started a little bit late, so let's keep going. Go, Josh. Give us some more. Well, it's it's an app, but it's kind of an action for Mac. And I'm there's probably another one out there. I've just been using this for years, but there's an action you can create on Mac called Quit All Applications. So for years, I'd be like, all right, I got to turn everything off. Let me go quit Illustrator. Let me quit. Photoshop and you quit my code blog and all this stuff. And there's a little action with Mac where you can just create this little app when all you do is just click it and it quits everything at once. And it just revolutionized, you know, it, it, it <laughs> few minutes off my day, but it was awesome. And I still love it. So, and it's just called, uh, let me look, quit everything. And you can just Google how to set that up. It's pretty sweet. Quit everything. All right. Quit everything. Yep. You just, you click that and it automatically turns everything off and it's awesome. If you are a, you know, web developer and you are got lots of file folders on your system, Gemini is an awesome, awesome tool because it finds duplicate files throughout your computer. And I don't know about you guys, but I have a bad problem with having duplicate stuff because I'm afraid I'm going to lose it. So I'm never deleting it. And Gemini helps me clean up the computer, which saves a ton of space and stuff it'll show you exactly where you got duplicates so and try backblaze for that too yeah backblaze yeah. okay cool yeah not for duplicate well, files i just meant so you you don't have to stress about <laughs> losing yeah. them I'm, well, i I, th I thanks for clarifying because i thought backblaze did that too so. no 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 i just meant so you don't have to be worried about it and make a bunch of copies yeah um <laughs> what else does anybody use uh, Evernote? Oh, yeah. Not anymore. Not, not as much anymore. I used to. But. Yeah, I tried I it. To, I just and then didn't I didn't. It. And then now I kind of am thinking about getting back into it because it, it, they, that company annoys me, like some of the changes they made. But then, like, I don't know. I feel like they just kind of have the best features. For me, it has too that, many features. I know features. that Corey Hammond heavily uses Evernote. So, mm. yeah. He's a pretty smart dude. I respect him. If he's using it, it's probably because it's some badass way, ninja way to use it. I don't know. I reckon it was an old school way to use it. Yeah, I, like I, I, I feel like it had its day and it was really good. But yeah. now that there's like cloud applications like Dropbox and, you know, all those things, I feel like they made it a little redundant. But if you were using it at the time, it's still worth continuing using it. I, I would struggle to go back there now, I think. Yeah, I, I, you'd have to convince me pretty hard. Their search is just so good. It's just better than the, than any other I hate note how app. I save think. stuff though. Like if you want to export something, you have to export it as some like native weird file and then convert oh. it. I, I, yeah. I, it was really hard to move away from. That's what I discovered because I used to keep all my receipts yeah. in it. And that then, is true. 
yeah. it was a nightmare. So I just left everything in it. I still have it. And if I need to go back to a receipt, I'll go back to Evernote. But I moved completely away to Dropbox. I tried that out and didn't care for it because I tried quite a few last year blogging for Elegant Themes because I had so many different documents yeah. and all this stuff. I'm like, man, you know, managing it in pages under Mac is still how I do it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I tried a few and just didn't find one that really fit with me. So I'm just back to old school pages, you know, and just saving yeah. my documents and different files and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've been using Ulysses for the stuff I used to use Evernote for. Yeah. It, okay. It's basically, if you're on a Mac, it's kind of like the notes app, but for me, the notes app is too like heavy. Like I don't like the style of it. It's, mm if I have notes open while I'm on a zoom call, like the zoom call starts to skip. I don't know. It's just, it's heavy, but so Ulysses, really? yeah, it's, it's, it's a similar type thing. You can have folders and subfolders and, you know, put your notes in there. It's a quick, it's basically like a text editor. Um, although it does have more features, but also it allows you to use um, markup if you're familiar with using the markup language and stuff. So um, you can kind of format things real fast and clean and easy and it's fast. And so it's very easy a lot. You have become like the new app guy, man. Everything <laughs> now is I awesome. try everything. I try everything. So. It's in setup, isn't it? It is also in setup, yeah. yes. So you just get set up and then you can try everything for free. Like, yeah, yep. you know, you're not paying any more to try stuff. And if you don't like it, you just uninstall it and you haven't paid for it, which is nice. Yeah, it's got a, like a 30-day free or week or two week or whatever free trial. Um, Jerry, very important question about Ulysses. Yeah. Can you spell it? Will it will it do my grocery lists? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it could do your grocery lists. Uh and uh you but you know if you're wanting like checkboxes and you know more like graphical type things, um that's probably not what you want. But what it can do actually is pretty cool is it also is able to um, post to WordPress. So if you you know want to use it to kind of work on your blog posts and such, you can do that and then publish it to your WordPress, you know, blog or whatever you have going. So uh, it has some cool features like that. Awesome. 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 I'm going to kind of try to differentiate which ones are in set app of the show. Yeah, nice. David, you should use reminders for your grocery list because you can use Siri to add stuff to your grocery list and then you don't have to like type anything. And it can remind you when you get there <laughs> to get yeah. all of that stuff. And my kids can add stuff so they can grab my phone and they can press it and then say, add like cheese to grocery list and it adds it. So now no one can whinge at me that we do not have something in my house because they can add it themselves. It can also remind you like a year later, I've been getting reminders from things. <laughs> I'm like, what? I already checked that off last year. <laughs> I haven't had that issue. Um, I've, got, I've got another one, um, card hop. I, I'm assuming this is Mac only, but card hop kind of enhances your contact list. So like your normal contacts in Mac was really annoying me because it wasn't doing everything I needed it to do. And card hop just kind of sits up the top and then I can click on it and type someone's name and I can add notes really fast or you can drag, you can like copy and paste someone's like contact details in an email and then paste it in and it will make a whole new contact. Um, and it's just, it just kind of enhances the regular contacts in Mac because I felt like I was really lacking. I was looking for something completely new. I was going to move over to a whole CRM thing. And this, this just makes contacts enough on its own, which is great. So card hop is that one. And the other one that I use is called little Ipsum, which I know a lot of people use um, like a fake text thing in 
within Chrome, but I'm not always in Chrome when I want fake text. And so I really like that little Ipsum sits up the top and um, the same, I've got color snapper. So again, instead of it being inside my Chrome, I just like that it's up the top and it's a part of my Mac application rather than having to be in Chrome to be able to use um, Lorem Ipsum and color pickers. Um, so they were just, you know, $2 applications in Mac. Awesome. Yep. All right. I think it's about time we're going to do some parting thoughts. Throw as many apps at me as you can. I'm ready to type. You too, Terry. Type, type. Who wants to go first? I'll say something here right quick. If you're into photo editing, um, maybe like the EXIF data and all that kind of stuff, EXIF mm -hmm. Pilot is the tool that you want to use for mass edits kind of like What's it you called exit pilot pilot e-x-i-f pilot okay it's the same kind of thing where you can do mass changes with riot but that's for size and dimensions for images with exit pilot you can mass edit jpegs and things like that awesome that's all I got, man. I got a lot of Mac stuff in the show notes. I'm, I'm trying to come up with some Windows stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Windows users. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We have let you down. <laughs> all right, so I'll, I'll wrap up mine. Uh, so even though it was the first one mentioned, I'll mention Chrome again. Uh, and specifically, uh, I, I know we all use the inspect element and stuff, but one of the favorite things that I, I do in Chrome is I actually go to view the source. So in the developer tools, I go to view the sources. I actually go to the style.css file from there, and then I can see the whole style sheet and make changes. I prefer to do that rather than like work within the actual element inspector. Uh, for me, it's a lot easier. And then also, I just go down to the bottom of the style sheet and I start typing my new CSS. Uh, because sometimes when you're doing it in the element inspector, uh, it's overriding things that might be in the style sheet. And so you might get it, okay, this works, and then copy and paste it in your style sheet or in the you know code, whatever. And, and then you're like, why doesn't it work? Well, you know, because it's overriding all the defaults. And so if you add it to the bottom of your style sheet, then uh, you can see how it's actually going to look when you add it to your style sheet. Uh, another one I use, another one I use inside of um, set app is trip mode. And yeah. I like this one because it automatically restricts certain applications from using your internet connection when you are connected to a hotspot. Let's say if you connect to your phone or you're on a public Wi-Fi, so that way you're not, you know, downloading your full Dropbox library. Um, you're just accessing kind of the essentials. So that's really good. Um, Photoshop. I know we mentioned that one, but a specific plugin for Tiny PNG. Um, you guys, you might be familiar with that online service, but they have a plugin actually, uh, which is really cool. So you can export directly from Photoshop with that compression. Um, so I use that a lot as I'm building a site. Pretty much every time I add a photo to a website, I run it through TinyPNG first, um, resize it, you know, compress it. Um, so that's a good one that I use a lot. And then finally, it's kind of random, but I, uh, I use a mind mapping application for general note taking, for preparing uh, my notes when I'm gonna uh, be teaching at church and stuff. Um, it's called iThoughts. And uh, it's a really fantastic is mind mapping application. It is for Mac, but they also have a <laughs> Windows version. They do have a Windows version. And uh, it also exists on iPad and uh, iPhone. So that's one of the reasons why uh, I love it. Because I have then I have my full you know, notes 
for everything I've ever taught. I have it right there in, in iThoughts on all my devices. And this is a set app also. iThoughtsX, is that it? <laughs> iThoughtsX is actually yes in set app and also, but has been brought to you by yes. I need to get like an affiliate link for them yeah. or something. Yeah. I think we all do. I think Sarah does. <laughs> I think I'm starting to feel a little estranged and left out here. You we'll, let you, we'll let you go. We'll let you go second to last, Harry. Get some, get some good Windows ones. I, I, I can't think of anything. So just keep on. <laughs> Who wants to go next? I've got a final two. Okay. My final two are probably Mac ones. Um, one is called Bartender Three, which if you have an uh, like a desk a laptop, then it's really great because it just it allows you to have more things up your top. It, like, and you can select which ones show all the time and which ones just are in a hidden menu, which is really great. I think it's also in setup, but I did previously. It is, it. yeah, it is. It and is. it was well worth purchasing, like on its own, flat out. That is my like saves me a ton because I have a million things up there. And the other one is called Iris Mini, I-R-I-S-Mini. Um, and what it does is you just install it on your computer and it will change the color tone of your um, Mac so that you don't have as much impact on your eyes. And it also changes the refresh rate. So um, sometimes it'll change the color a little bit. So if I'm doing visual things, I might turn it off. But the instant impact on my eyes is really noticeable it's free it wasn't like I didn't pay money for it um but what it I don't know exactly how it works but there's something about the refresh rate and how much that impacts your eyes and then the color tone um and it automatically works it out as the day goes and as there's different light in your house or whatever and it's made a really big difference to my eyes hmm. that's oh. me who's next go Stephanie Hold on. You got to unmute Stephanie. I'm going to have to unmute her. Sorry. I forgot. Start over. There you are. Uh, Start over. So I like, I thought, um, I don't usually use, I use Photoshop, but I know Canva is one that a lot of people really use if they don't have uh, the expensive photo editing software. And there's a ton of stuff you can do with that. And then um, fonts, fonts are a big one. I use Font Explorer X, which I could be persuaded away from it, but I also have something installed called Sky Font which I don't know if you guys use that. It keeps all of the Google fonts updated on your system without having to go like add them to your computer. So that's mm. kind of a handy, that's a handy little thing. And then um, right now I have an app running with a little thing flashing in the corner called Snitch because my camera is recording. And so it shows if your audio is recording or your camera is recording, anything like that, it'll put a little guy with sunglasses on like somebody's watching you. Oh. In the corner. So that's... <laughs> That's one that I like to have too, just in case, you know, just when I'm feeling extra paranoid or whatever. And um, and I just want to jump back to LastPass to give another shout out to that because that is one of the most useful things for us. I just think we have so many passwords in our business. Like, so, I mean, the number of accounts and most of my clients don't even want to deal with it. They'll call me and say like, well, what's my password? You know, and yeah. I want to keep that all safe. And so, and with my team, you know, I've started to get more and more people helping me and I can just send it to them without them seeing the password. So they can just log in and do things. So that one really is yeah, got to be in my top yeah. three for, for sure. And can so I just are... do a shout out on that one in terms of security? Please set up two-factor authentication on your LastPass because LastPass did get hacked once in the past. Mm. And so just please set up two-factor authentication on your LastPass because if you're going to put Good your idea. whole life and all your clients' life in there, just make sure you have two-factor set up. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Sorry. And then, and then have a have a win the lottery 
plan. So you have your master password in an envelope someplace. <laughs> Someone call, I always called it a get hit by a bus plan, but a client said, I don't like to call it that. I like to call it a win the lottery. Plan. That's a good idea. No one knows my master password. It's yeah. that's smart. Good thinking. Do you want to be, do you want to be buddies? Do you want to be yeah. hit by I think a bus? That's a good idea. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> so anyway, I, that's pretty much it. I, I don't think anybody said like QuickBooks or project management software other than that those are i don't know those are sort of standard business things but mm -hmm. they're stuff we use all the time running our business right i don't i didn't hear any uh project management ones does everybody just use browser-based stuff uh we've done an episode on that one so i didn't touch yeah. it this time i felt like that was kind of a different episode that could have been yeah yeah there's, there's sort a, of mentioned base camp josh but yeah. yeah there's a ton that we could that we're missing, yeah. I promise you. We literally yeah. have a five-hour episode. I think that's pretty much my list, though. I think that we kind of got through through all the things I usually use. Go, Josh. Yeah, we covered most of mine. I'm such a minimalist with apps compared <laughs> to everyone here. Um, I'm looking at my desktop, and I think we literally went over everything I have on my desktop. So <laughs> my quit everything was the one that I was my my prize. But I'll, yeah. I'll probably I'll probably make Leslie happy, and I'll just throw Illustrator out there for Adobe Illustrator. Um, yeah. a lot of web designers don't use illustrator, but it's really, really valuable when your client is sending you vector logos and vector icons and things like that. Uh, just a basic knowledge of illustrator as a web developer, I think is super, super helpful. So that's, that would be my recommendation. Yeah. Awesome. Terry, give us some windows, buddy. Give us some windows. Yeah, I wanted to, uh, throw actually three quick. Well, first of all, let me say that Believe it or not, I use Inspect Element in Firefox more than I do in Chrome. And that's because with Firefox, you have instant access to any JavaScript actions that are on that element. Um, and then like Jerry was saying, being able to add new CSS directly into the files. Uh, you can actually add your own brand new style sheet, which is kind of the same thing as putting it at the bottom of an existing one instead of putting it into the expect element area. Uh, I like doing them that way, but also use Chrome for the same kind of thing. It just depends on if I'm working with styling or script or whatever. Uh, three quick Chrome extensions, I'll just name them. The first one Pablo brought up, which is pretty cool, is called, uh, what was it? Hide your WordPress admin bar. Yeah, WordPress admin bar control. You can toggle the uh, display of your information with a button. So if you want to hide your information, your website, your admin name, all that kind of stuff, you hit the button, then you take your screenshots, and then you can get it all back. Uh, the second one is color pick eyedropper. And then the other one would be Stylebot. I think a lot of us just have heard Oh, of man. I was saving that one. If <laughs> I was going to say in honor of SJ, I'm going to throw yeah. style bot. Because yeah, I, I he's, yeah. a, he's a big style bot guy. Yeah. Not me, but I was going to. Oh, I'd be lost without it. Love it. Right. Is that. Uh... Let's see here, man. I hope I didn't lose this. Terry. What's keep, up? Your, keep your stuff. I don't know why my, my, my little. Oh, no. Slack. Which one, which one the of those set apps are you using? <laughs> this post, this post is, well, I'm using Slack and I just opened up a post in the show notes channel. 
Oh, okay. So that we could right. post it straight to the channel and then y'all could add your own links and everything. And, uh, um, and something happened here. I don't know what. So we'll try to get it back. Uh-oh. Um, all right. So here's my parting thoughts. I've got about 50 more apps I could talk about, but we don't have time. Here's what I'm going to say. You can get lost in app land. Notice yeah. the difference in the panel here. Sarah, app master, lots of apps. Josh, minimalist, very few apps, still running, both running very successful web development businesses. So when you're looking at apps and what should you get for your business and stuff, try not to get too carried away. I have shiny object syndrome. I'm like Sarah. I want everything to look beautiful as opposed to more functional. So, um, yeah, yeah. Share with some great of point. your apps. Share some of your apps with us. Come on over to the show notes, divi.chat. Post them in yes. the YouTube channel and stuff. Please let us know what apps you guys use. As well. Feed my desire to learn. New. Yes. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I'm if not going to look at that thread. It's going to stress me out. Yeah. <laughs> If Sarah disappears, we know what happened. Yeah, like SJ posts about uh, what was it up click up, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yeah. what is it? <laughs> yeah, it's unhelpful. Man, yeah. I wish I could. I don't know what happened. Pablo's got a good one here. Hashtag lost in Appland. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I got to get rolling. Uh, right. My newborn is needing fed, and yep. Mama's cooking. So, hey, I got right. duties. Thanks for joining us, everybody. See you next week on another episode of Divi Chat. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.